Hey everybody, welcome back to Grounded on this uh, Monday, February, I think it's the 12th, 2024. It's 25 degrees. Ooh. I'm Craig. Sitting across from me is Brandon. Hey, congratulations last night Shut on the Super Bowl. Shut your mouth. Congratulations. Shut on your, your mouth. On your Kansas City Swifties. Thanks for joining us for Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I do not like Kansas City nor the Swifties. You know, I, I, I was so, I was so, um, I was <sighs> so uh, having a great time last night. I never watched one second of the Super Bowl, but I would check the score and I would be like, oh, this is a, this is a tight score. And I would send Brandon, you know, the score or something. And then, yeah, cause uh, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't watching I, the game. Mm-hmm. And then I sent a meme of his, well, of his favorite singer, Taylor Swift. And so he must have, how many Taylor Swift, uh, memes did I send you or gifts did I send you last night? Enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I know, I know that wasn't what you wanted. He no. actually was not rooting for Kansas City. No, anybody that knows me knows that I grew up from like the time I was born a San Francisco 49ers fan. My dad was a 49ers fan. And so he I. He refers to them as his 49ers. My 49ers. I, I'm always like, I didn't even know you owned them. Do you have stock in them or? Partial. Yeah. yeah you yep. know, actually they were one of the first teams to where you could actually do that. Really? Yeah, you buy stock in them and you kind of get ownership, like a certificate. Maybe I should do that. that then I could call them my 49ers. I'll tell you what I wish I would have done is buy stock in Cracker Barrel way, way back in the right. day. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what you'd – Oh, yeah. How much money you would have? Right. You'd they could just in, pay you in chicken and we'd honey. We'd be sitting somewhere where it's warm podcasting with one of those um, little drinks with the umbrellas in them. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, uh, you know, I grew up in the, the heyday of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young and all of those guys. And so it was, uh, it was a good first half last night. Mm-hmm. It, looking back now, the best part of it was all the food I made. <laughs> I sent you my plate, didn't I? Well, you sent me a picture of it. You didn't actually send me the plate. No, I, yeah, just picture. a picture. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, a picture. Yeah. You could have come up, man. I invited you. Yeah, I mean, you could have heard me yell at the TV. I'm just gonna be real honest about this. I cannot stand football. I don't like it. I don't, I, I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's the most boringest game on the face of the planet. I know that sounds crazy, but, um, I just never have liked the game of right. football. So, but, um, you know, I was really rooting for you to win though, cause I, you know, I, I wasn't playing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Here's the nice thing though, especially in the first half, like the 49ers defense did really well. And so, you know, when you, keep Travis Kelsey from um when you keep Travis Kelsey from uh catching the ball yeah you don't get to see Taylor Swift quite as much well that's true they call him Mr. Pfizer right Mr. Pfizer right so um we last was it yesterday or last okay so let me just put it this way this man here across from me as we all well know, has the most um, what what would you call it the um, most pampered feet uh, on the planet. You ever That's heard what everybody pa- says? You ever heard of pampered chef? I have. Okay, you should start a business called Pampered Feet. You've told me that you could you could do this. So anyway, I find out yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, that he's going for a pedicure. Am I right? Yes. And when are you doing this? Oh, sometime this week, maybe. Uh, that's what Kennedy wanted for her for her birthday. Her birthday's Saturday. For you so, to go. So she pedicure. wants me and her and Allie to go get pedicures together. And um, you know what that entitles, right? Yeah. What? Well, I, I hear it. it's a foot soaking, and and they they clip your nails and file them down and do all kinds of other stuff. You foot, looked it up. It's a foot soaking with, and they have hot rocks. They massage your feet. They oil like they rub your feet like this lotion into your feet. Um, then they sink your feet in some kind of, I don't know, Tahitian vanilla or lavender or something. And then they pull them back off and then they towel them with this, um, I don't know, 5,000 like cotton swab towel to make it feel like that you're being swabbed by a cloud. You get them re-rubbed again. And then, are you ready? You can have them painted. You haven't painted? So you would be really good at like writing fantasy movies or something like nonfiction. Dude, I'm not. I mean fiction. Okay. Other than the Tahitian vanilla, the rest of it's true. Am I right? 
I'm right. Other than the Tahitian vanilla, I think the rest of it is true. <laughs> it's going to be nice. So what, I've never... Are you going for the purple look uh, toenails? Or are you going for the clear coat? Well, you, you know, I would have... Um, I would have uh, went, you know, San Francisco colors if they would have won last night, but so now that's that's out. I mean, I guess March Madness is right around the corner. The Tar Heels are looking good. You could I could always go, go Kentucky. Carolina blue. Yeah. Got Kentucky blue. Yeah, I'm not getting my toes painted. Come on. That's a part, I will say uh, that's a part of it. You got to You don't have to. It's a you can have a clear coat. Okay. Then maybe I'll do that. Okay. So, here's the thing. He's going to have this done, and he's going to want to show him off. So guaranteed the next day he's coming in here with open-toed shoes. Maybe. My dad gets a uh, pedicure done about oh, man, once a month. Don't don't throw your dad under the bus, right? man. Don't do hey, that. apparently he's got like the softest feet on <laughs> the face of the earth. <laughs> so it runs in the family, is what I guess. you're telling me. So I don't know if my feet are as nice you as You and Willie have the most pampered feet on the planet right now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He just doesn't run half marathons. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what did you think um over the last couple of days we've had I mean we were up until like sixty five one day last week and uh, man. and Friday was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah it, was it was windy, but it was, it was windy. The wind is, is kind of brutal, but yeah, I mean even today it's pretty outside. The sun's shining. Yeah, it was gorgeous on the way in, but man, I had a thick layer of uh um, Yeah, I had to start the car early. Yeah, me too. Um I'm I'm ready for it to get out of that um and start in the car. Yeah, me too. I am with you, um, but this week's not looking, not looking so hot. No, no, literally, it's not looking so hot. Not, not at all. So, uh, anything good going on in your world besides uh, not winning the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, getting ready for the March Madness and yeah, you know, that's that's about it. Um, we've got one more robotics competition this coming weekend. Um, other than that. It's kind of life as normal. Do you know that we are about seven weeks away from Easter weekend? That's crazy. That that is crazy. I mean, if you start thinking about Easter weekend, I mean we we've been we've been into this series um, coming up this Sunday seven weeks. So that's crazy, dude. We're like, <laughs> it's been fast. We're going to turn around twice, and it's going to be Fourth of July, and we're going to turn around twice. And we're going to have the fair service. And we're going to turn once, and we're going to be back Christmas. to Christmas. We're going to figure out what our Christmas uh, title is going to be this year, I guess, because it's going to be here before we know it. Have we ever just thought about Oh Holy Night? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a last resort. <laughs> the last, what is it, three or four years now? Oh, man, it's been I think I it's think three, three years. We've been three years. We've pulled a line out of um, Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. Um, so it's been fun. It has been fun. It's been very good. Um, so yeah, it's amazing what you can pull out of one song. Exactly. That's a, it's such a good song. It is such a good song. Yeah. So no, no, nothing crazy. Um, been, I've taken some time off running, had some just minor injury stuff going. I wouldn't even really call it an injury, just ailments. And so just trying to make sure my body's good before I press on. And I ran that, was it two Fridays ago now? I ran 10 miles in Marysville, and that, I think, did me in. Two miles or no, 10? 10 miles. 10 miles. Did I say two? You might have. Two I'm Fridays ago. Two I ran Fridays ago. 10. 10 miles. Yeah. Two Fridays ago. Was it warm that day? No. No? No, and I wore shorts, and then I had some, you know, kind of quarter socks, and so, like, my right. knees were, were really red. So. Well, um, so are you, how long are you going to, you know, not run right now? So I haven't run since, like, last Tuesday. Really? I think. Um, I don't know. I may give it another day or two and then pick up midweek or so. So whenever you're telling me about your um, you know, um, running woes, you know, yeah, uh, feet are hurting or, you know, whatever, I always think about um, I need to get some of this. I need to get like the old-fashioned um, soap opera music to go behind that. Yeah, I mean, my feet are just uh, really and another sore episode today. of Brandon's feet is coming up. Wow, <laughs> what do you think? No, <laughs> no. Oh no. man! So I will say this, um, not to to drag this on at all, but oh, gosh. Um, and this is not about my feet or anything. Okay, good. So you you didn't watch any of the Super Bowl, right? I did not. Um. Did you catch at all the national anthem? I did not. 
Okay. Um, Reba. Reba sang the national anthem. Reba McIntyre? Mm-hmm. Okay. She did very well. Okay. Very well. I don't know if it was staged or not. They showed this one, like, and they already had it, like, on the guy, this football player. Yeah. I don't even know who it was. And he, like, blinked and, like, tears came out. Really? Yeah, like, he brought, she brought him to, uh, to tears. It, it was good. Really? It was on good. The national anthem. Yeah. The, uh, rendition of God Bless America that I heard, eh, it was post Malone. My kids are like, why does he look like that? I don't even know who that is. He's this guy that's all tatted up and he's got gold teeth. They're like, why does he have gold teeth? I'm like, because he can, I guess. That's the question. Why, right? Right. So you have Reba and then Post Malone. Yeah. Complete opposites. Boy, how old was Reba? She's got to be like 65. She is 68. Really? We looked it up because we were talking. Wow. Yep. So she's like 10 years older than me. That's crazy. So, so, but really good job. She did a very good job. Yes. Very good job. Oh, that's good. So other than that, that was the highlight of the Super Bowl for you. <laughs> that pretty much, that and my food. I, I made meatballs. Allie made a taco layer dip. I did uh, cheesy bacon tots. Roosters has nothing on me. Really? Um, and there was one other thing. Oh, buffalo chicken dip. There you go. Yeah, it was good. Sounds good. So, it was good. Um, good day yesterday. Good songs. Good singing. Um, Thought the songs went well with the uh, message. And yeah, the absolutely. And, but um, it was a uh, good day, though. I heard the kids' department had a had a good day over there, and lots of good things going on. So um, it's always good to always get to good always good to get together and worship. So yes, it is. Yeah, no, it was a very good day. Um, and yeah, that I, we don't do it very often. It's like what from the. Late eighties, early nineties, that Psalm nineteen that we sang yeah. coming out of the message. That's, that's a good song, especially when you read Psalm uh-huh. nineteen. Right. That that verse, you know, may the words of my mouth right. and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, exactly. God. Oh God, or whatever. Um, so yeah. So I thought that was good coming out of that of you know, it's like you prayed and it's like, okay, let's continue to pray as we right. sing the song because that's exactly. exactly what it is. Exactly. So So uh yeah, we're uh you know, we've been talking about taking a leap and um, you know, I've had people, you know, Say you know to me and comment about you know are we taking a leap? It's a, is it a like a a leap into the darkness? Is it a leap into the end? It's like a leap of faith without even thinking about it. And and truthfully, it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, you you do have to do that because if you you know what's uh, what's the verse? We walk by faith, not by sight. Correct. So, but I think what we like to do is we like to walk by sight and then talk a lot about faith but we're right. not really walking in faith right to literally truly walk in faith you are literally taking a, a leap yep. into the abyss yep. um i don't know who it was billy graham somebody like that it was one of these old timers i heard him talking about um what faith is and faith is um you're standing at the edge of a cliff and it's kind of like the indiana jones thing mm-hmm. you're standing at the edge of the cliff and you literally just take a swan dive into the abyss and know that there's a net right there to catch you. Right. But you didn't know you there didn't was know a net. It. You were right. just trusting God enough that I know God's got this handle. It's kind of like, um, you know, Abraham and Isaac. I mean, talk about a leap of faith. Right. He, 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 I think he realized I have faith enough in God that my son's not going to die. You know what I mean? So right. that's a leap of faith right. to, to do that. I mean, what's the Bible say? I can't remember the, the exact scripture where it's like, you know, if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you mm-hmm. can say, well, who say has that this faith? mountain move and it will move. Yeah. Like who, you, you may say that, but you're like, I know that mountain's not going to move. So right. this is the faith we're talking about. You're taking a leap, boom, right into the, right. into the darkness. So, um, I, 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 I I think in my life and where I'm at right now and everything that I've been through up to today in my life, I'm just sick and tired of people and their safe faith. Yeah. I'm yep. tired of the safe Christianity. Well, make me feel good, cushiony, all that. It just, it, can I just be honest with you? It drives me insane. I, I, I want nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah. I literally, I want to wash my hands of it. Well, and it's like, you know, that's a great, um, wording for it. But I think another way that I think is like Sunday faith. You know, a lot of Christians just have Sunday faith. Like they, they want to separate their church life and their life life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's all, you know, it's all combined. Yeah. You know, just Sunday's part of that. Yeah. But you've got to live the rest of your life 
Do you think they maybe think that they are? They're smattering a little I bit think, of God I think. in there. Hey, I'll post this on Facebook, you know, blah, 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 right. blah, you know, or I'll forward this on or, you know, whatever. But really, God and the Spirit of God is not controlling our lives. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect. We're never going to be perfect, right? I right, mean, right. Um, but it, the Spirit of God can control me to a point of where you know, he gets me to move a different direction. So if I do slip and I fall, the Spirit of God comes in, he'll convict me, but he also gives me mercy and grace again to put put me back up on my feet to get me walking. Yep. This is the way I think. But a lot of us just like to handle everything on our own. Right. And so, honestly, I'm just tired of it. I'm, I think with the whole COVID thing in the last four years and just everything, how things are going down and what I see taking place in the, in our, in our country. Um, you know, I'm just tired of safe, cushiony, right, fluffy mm-hmm. faith. Yep. And I really want to see, you know what, God, I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to make a big yell, uh, yelling amen and just jump into the abyss and know that you're there. Yep. And, um, I'm taking a leap. I'm yep. taking a leap for what you want to do. Cause I, it keeps coming back to me. You know, we walk by faith, mm-hmm. not by sight. And if you're walking at all, just a glimpse by sight, you're no longer walking by faith. It, yep. It, it goes back to the whole thing. It's all or nothing at this point. Right. And, um, I think that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So when we're, um, yesterday we were talking about, uh, basically, you know, the truth of God's word in, in our minds and yep. how, um, our minds, Satan uses our minds to, to, to clog us up. And, um, and, and I started off with some scriptures where, um, I just wanted to lay some things out. We talked about Jeremiah talking mm-hmm. to, um, you know, talking about Babylon is coming and God's judgment is upon you because you've been disobedient. And then the response from the, uh, false, uh, prophets and the, um, and, and the teachers there. And then we talked a little bit about Jesus that, uh, well, let me go back to Jeremiah. They said that Jeremiah was insane. They, right. they called him insane. Right. The same with Jesus. Um, his own family called him insane and they wanted him locked up. Mm-hmm. And then the apostle Paul. Yep. He preached the truth of Jesus Christ, and uh, Festus told him he was insane. I'll read this passage. This is in Acts 25, 24 and 25. It says, suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, you're insane. Too much study has made you crazy. I think that's funny. Mm-hmm. But Paul replied, I'm not insane, most excellent Festus. What I'm saying is the sober truth. Mm. And so the governor at the time, right. which is the government, Yep. Called truth in insanity. And I think that's what we're seeing. Any, exactly. Anything today that has to deal with biblical truths, mm-hmm. people are literally calling you insane that you're out of whack right. and, and all that. And it's just, I think we need to take a leap of faith hard right. against that narrative. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I love what, um, I love what Martin Luther said because I, I was reading something about him talking about ministers and how you know he led the reformation yep. and he was so sick of ministers that mm-hmm. weren't really preaching god's word right and so he came out with a statement that said a preacher must be sober or must be a soldier and a shepherd he must nourish defend and teach and he must have teeth in his mouth and be able to bite and to fight mm. that's pretty good yeah, it is and i and i took that a step further yesterday where i said i think we need to uh, Tell that to the Christian community. Right. We need to be able to bite and fight, and we need to have teeth in us and be able to do what God has called us to do. So I asked a question yesterday, which um, I thought was um, a question that I think that we all need to, for all of us, Mm -hmm. and the question is this, what do you do when God's word contradicts your lifestyle? Yeah. And so... I think we think of bad things like murder right. and adultery and you know and all that, but what do you do when God's word contradicts your lifestyle when it comes to gossip, mm-hmm. unforgiveness, mm-hmm. bitterness, anger, mm-hmm. um, pride? What do you do when God's word contradicts um, your your lifestyle? So right, and I, and I think that's important to point out. You know those things, and and that list can go on and on. I think too, but you know honestly, we think well, you know. We almost give ourselves a free pass on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, we categorize sin. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a homosexual. I'm not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't cheat on my wife, all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, those are the big sins. And so we give ourselves a free pass on unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. We give ourselves a free. And so we think, well, God's word doesn't really contradict my lifestyle. I'm living, you know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm in line with God's word. But if we truly read God's word for the truth, right. we're not, you know, because there are times where I struggle with 
unforgiveness. There are times where I struggle with gossip. Right. You know, there are times when I struggle with, with those things. And it's like, you know, so I think it's, it was important to point out that this isn't just talking about those big things. No, you know? not at when all. When we think of, you not know, God's all. word contradicting lifestyles, we think of those big things. But these are just as important that we get right to God than the big things. Exactly. And, you, you know, we've talked, and this series has had a lot of uh, smattering throughout, um, unforgive, talking about unforgiveness. Right. Because I'm going to be really honest with you. This is huge in the Christian mm-hmm. community. Unforgiveness, it runs rampant like cancer in the Christian community. Right. And, um, so when you, when you start looking at that, you know, we're like, well, you know, we always have these excuses why we don't forgive or, or whatever. But when you start looking at unforgiveness, I mean, this is a big thing. I mean, I mean, even God's word tells us, you know, your heavenly father will not forgive you if you don't forgive others of their sin. Jesus talks about, you know, if you hate your brother and sister, it's like you've committed murder. And we right. say, well, we don't hate him, but you sure act like it. Right. You're not talking to him. So what, what would you call that? Just because, you know, God knows what your heart is. God knows what my mm-hmm. heart is. So he knows if you actually hate that person um, or not. I, I love what Mark Twain said. He said this, and I love this. He said, most people are bothered by those passages of scriptures which they cannot understand. But for me, I have noticed that the passages of scripture which troubles me the most are the ones I do understand. So good. So you understand what it says about forgiving, yes. but you struggle with it. Yes, because they, they're applicable to you. So when God's word contradicts something in your lifestyle um, and you don't change, basically you're telling God, I know better than you. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to do what I want and doesn't matter because I know what, I know what's best for, right. for me. So, um, you know, I, I, I talked about a lot of stuff yesterday and I wanted to bring it in, into a thing to where we need to know the truth of God and we need to understand what the truth of God is. And, um, so, and I, and I ran the clock back to 2020 to COVID-19 and, right. um, actually a couple of the elders were in this morning. We were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, about this, how COVID really did change everything for sure. And I mean, we're coming down. We're a few weeks away from when actually it came down. We we're just starting to hear about this four years mm-hmm. ago. And, um, and I know that everybody wasn't quite sure, you know, Hey, is this real? Is this not? Right. Um, and I know that I've said this and you can believe it if you want. I didn't believe it from the get go from yeah. the minute that right. the governor shut down everything on that Monday afternoon. I, you can ask Anita. I looked at her and I said, this is bogus. This is bogus. This is a satanic agenda. And I was like, I'm, I'm not following it. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing right. anything they tell me to do. And she's like, well, you don't really know. And I said, you know what? I do know. I do know. I said, I, I can't tell you how I know, but I do know. And um, I was right. I mean, I know there's COVID, but I I don't know if it's what they say it is. I know there's COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, And that's the thing is. But, you know, there's that first round that, mm-hmm. but I actually think that was a you know, I'm not going to get into much of this, but I actually think that was generated by a, um, in a lab somewhere, and that's what how that happened with Agreed. all those things. Yep. And when people got the first round of the shots, I believe that was still part of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're doing it now, but they were shedding after that first round of shots. And I know a lot of people who didn't get the shot were around people who got the shot, and they end up getting COVID because they were around those people. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. but I so something happened in COVID, and so here's what happened. I think Satan used this to really change the mind of America but and the world, but also the Christian community, because we were isolated. We weren't talking. We weren't right. We weren't going to church. Some people didn't go to church for almost two years. Some people <sighs> yeah. never made it back. Right. Some people totally changed after that. Yep. And um, and so here's what happened when they actually started opening things back up about 16, 18 months later is we wake up with an untested vaccination that people were getting right and left. And then we woke up to silly, stupid things like, you know, men saying that they're women and they're competing in women's, women's sports. sports. Yeah. I mean, if your daughter was competing in the Olympics and some dude was competing in that, how ticked off would you be for that to be like that? I'd be irritated. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, um, and then we're told that literally you can be whatever gender you can want to, you want to be. Now, I know people don't really realize this, but prior to that, mm-hmm. there was still all the LGBTQ, but now since COVID, all this stuff came out. So Correct. a lot has right. fast tracked in the last four years. So I read a scripture yesterday in Isaiah five verses 18 and 19 and 20 and 21. It says, what sorrow for those who drag their sins behind them with ropes made of lies and who drag wickedness behind them like a cart. I love that. Mm. It's a good picture. Yeah. 
They even mock God. And what sorrow for those who say evil is good and good is evil and dark is light and uh, light is dark and that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and they think themselves so clever. Mm. And that's where we're at today. These people who they're like elitists, they think they're no more than everybody else. They'll, They'll tell you and me. You have to follow the science when it comes to the vaccination. You got to follow the science when it comes to this, but yet they don't they follow, follow the science when it comes to gender or abortion or abortion. So why, why would I follow them? Exactly. Why would I listen to anything they have to say? I've said for a long time, like the most, um, intelligent people like IQ wise mm-hmm. sometimes are the most stupid people. I mean, right. They have no common sense sometimes. Exactly. No street smarts. Yeah. No, uh, you know, no, no John Wayne. Exactly. At all, so. Right. But you know, the, it's like the whole world is running toward a cliff. Yeah. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And you read that quote from C.S. Lewis. Such a good quote. He said, when the whole, when the whole world is running toward a cliff, toward a cliff, not a cliff, right. toward a cliff, cliff. I can't say that right. Cliff. Let's try that again. C.S. C.S. Lewis said, "Brandon Lewis is trying to quote C.S. Lewis." <laughs> oh man, I'm not intelligent enough. I guess <laughs> when the whole world is running toward a cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. A good quote. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that whenever you run against the flow, um, it's difficult, and it, it is. you're going to be singled out. Right. You, you are going to be labeled crazy. Right. Uh, you, you might people might pick pick fun of you and i and i think that sometimes we can't take it right and 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 i'm just telling you that we have to be ready for this because you have to run the opposite direction than than everybody else because i mean the things i see out in california Mm. where they're Mm. trying to pass these laws and legislation right um, to criminalize parents yep who have biblical values i mean come on this this is absolutely crazy and so you know i i I just think the church needs to wake up. I think the church needs to get it get yep. it into gear yep. and do what God has called them to do. And you know, let's be light to to a very dark world. And you know, if you switch on a light somewhere, it's offensive, right? I mean, if you switch on a light, if if I came in your bedroom this morning at four o'clock in the morning, you were sound asleep, and I turned on a bright light and put it in your face, tell me you're not that's not going to be offensive to you. May not be as offensive as when I punch you. <laughs> if you can find me, with all that <laughs> right? Exactly. So I, I, I gave something that I thought was important, and this is what I said: You can only fight woke America. And yes, I used the word woke. You can only fight woke America with an awakened church and God's holy word. Hmm. And if the church is not awake, then we're not going to be able we're not going to be able to fight. Exactly. Um, Ephesians five thirteen and fourteen says, but. But their evil intentions will be exposed when light shines on them, for light makes everything visible. And this is why it said, Awake, O sleeper. And I think this is really good. Mm-hmm. I love this part. Awake, O sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. light. It's almost like the it's like the plea for the church of Jesus Christ right now right. is for you and I to make sure that we got everything um, under control. And, and I believe the only way that we can do this, if we are the true light of Christ, if we are preaching the true truth of Jesus Christ, and if we're actually awake to do it. Right, so, right. Um, and, and I think I said yesterday, I don't look at our problems today as a government or culture problem. I look at it as a church problem. And I know a lot of people think, well, h- how do you do that? Well, I think the I think the Church of Jesus Christ over the last 50, 60 years have fallen asleep. Right. And I think we just kind of went along to get along. Even way back in the 60s when it came to prayer or, or other things, we right. just right. we like to be so insulated in our own Christian world that we, we thought, well, that doesn't affect us. But right. you know what? It does now. That affected us yeah. starting in 1962 when we fell asleep at the wheel. Now, I wasn't born then, but we did fall asleep at the wheel. We should have fought that tooth and nail, but we didn't. Exactly. We didn't do that. So we've exactly. allowed the culture to tell us what is right and wrong. And, right, and you read that verse from Ephesians 2, too, and you read this from the message. Um, this from the message. And, and it's really good from the message, but it says, You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. How many people are in that boat exactly today? Um, exactly. You know, and then the Mark Batterson quote was really good. He said, when God defines something, then we go with his definition. That's the end of the discussion. That's pretty succinct, isn't it? It's just like, boom. Yep. 
So people have to realize that truth doesn't come from politics. It doesn't come from court. It doesn't come from majority vote. Right. Even if the whole country says, you know, it's a landslide 99% to to 1%. If God's word says the opposite, they're wrong. And Mm -hmm. God's word is right. And so uh, we need to go with God every single time. I talked a little bit about yesterday about truth and we, you know, we've kind of alluded to this today about science and everything, but there's been a debate for quite a while about the X chromosome. Now, the X chromosome determines your gender, right. your male or your female. And, but there's a lot of like, um, lies and fallacies, I think, around this because what the culture is saying, I really believe with all my heart, is going to determine people's eternal destination. Their salvation, right? Exactly, 100%. Now, a lot of people Oh, you can't say that. No, yeah, you can. Right. Because this is actually affecting their eternity. So what science and the courts and the government and the White House are affirming, um, I think is wrong mm-hmm. biblically and goes against God and his word. Because here's what they're doing. They're allowing somebody's lifestyle and their sexual preference to be put above everything else. Right. And this is what's going on in this country. So now they're calling this X chromosome XQ28. They're saying that it's real. Now, here's the short definition of this. This is what this is defined as. The brain and the body can go into different directions, and there's something in our bodies that determines our gender. So your brain and your body are going separate directions. So here's the, what, basically what it's saying. You can choose whatever gender or whatever lifestyle and that you want to choose. So here was my thing yesterday. Yep. So if this is true and God does exist, then... God can't judge anybody for sin. Am I right at this point? Because mm-hmm. your brain and your body are going two different directions. And if God judges you for that, then he's judging you for something you have no control over. Right. So you can't control what your gender is. You can't control what you do. You can't control your sexual preference mm-hmm. because you have no control because your brain and your body are going separate directions. So this is the elephant in the room. This is the elephant in the room for the Christian community mm-hmm. because we have Christians right now who really, they say, I don't agree with it, but they're still supporting. Right. They're still not helping their relatives right. and their family. Right. And their friends out mm-hmm. by saying, "Look, this is sin. We don't want to be. La- we don't want to be labeled. We're running toward the cliff with them." And this has, well, first of all, the other thing is um, what what that is saying as well um, is that God made a mistake. Exactly. Well, if if He created me as a male, but I think I'm a female, then I'm not the one that's wrong. God messed up. Right. And that's what that's saying. But the other thing too is, um, with all of this, and we've talked about this before, but, um, what, and, and this is again, uh, this is another situation where the, the church, the American church, um, has fallen asleep at the wheel. And, and what, what's going on is pretty much you're saying, well, God is love. And, and we have to love everybody. You know, you look at Jesus and, and he hung out with sinners and he loved them. And, you know, I, I know I've talked about it. I am not a fan. And, you know, they paid $7 million, $7 million for a 30 second commercial last night during the Super Bowl. The He Gets Us movement. Oh gosh. And, and I call it that because that's what it is. It's a movement. It's not a ministry. And, and they're pretty much, if you watch their commercials, they're like, oh, you know, well, Jesus hung out with sinners and blah, blah, blah. He gets us, all of us. He hung out with them, but he didn't condone them, but he had mercy and grace to get them to a place. Mm-hmm. They had to make, they had to make a choice at one time. Correct. He's not just hanging with them to be hanging with exactly. them. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I, and I know I've mentioned it time and time again, but the woman who's caught in adultery where, um, and he, he's like, you know, Go, you know, where he, they want to stone her. They bring her out into the street. We and caught the dude in all this because he should have been brought guy? out too. I think he was one of them. I think 100% he, was, he was a Pharisee. Yeah, Pharisee. But, you know, they bring her out. We caught this woman in the middle of, you know, she was in, you know, we caught her in adultery. Um, and he pretty much says, okay, yeah, you can stone her. You who are without sin, throw the first stone. And they, from the oldest to the youngest, they drop their stones and they walk away. And then you see Jesus look at her and said, you know, where are your accusers? Mm-hmm. You know, and he says, you know, I don't condemn you either. And he doesn't say, you know, go on and continue to live your life the way you have been. What does he say? He says, go and sin no more. He calls her to repentance. He calls her, you know, yes, there's forgiveness. Yes, Jesus loves you. But 
Jesus doesn't want to leave you where he found you. He wants to see you um, deepen your relationship with him, Mm -hmm. to be convicted of your sin. And we all have sin. You know, we all have sin in our lives. And so it's acknowledging that, okay, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but I can't continue to live that Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I can't continue to um, follow through with that sin. I have to fight against that temptation. And it's going to be different for all of us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what, what the world is trying to say is, well, you can't judge me. God loves me for me. And, and if that was the case, then guess what? There's no, there's no need for hell. No. And the, the fact of the matter is, is this, is that, um, the Bible does say that Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. Correct. And that, but here's the thing you, we always have to remember. God has already told us and judged what sin is. Mm-hmm. You know, unforgiveness is a sin. Pride yep. is a sin. Um, homosexuality is a sin. Me having affairs is a sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, gossiping is a sin. So he's already judged what, you know, what is a sin. And so he, he, he already told us that. So when you look at Jesus Christ and you look at this, and I think it was Billy Graham I heard years ago, he was actually talking about the story that you were just talking about because he said, you know, this woman 100% would have heard Jesus's teaching. Correct. At some point in time because he was, he was building steam. So when she was brought out, she knew you know, who Jesus was. And so she realized this. So she would already heard Jesus talking about the kingdom and this and that. So, which is a really, if you think about this is really good. And so when Jesus actually looks at her and says, go and sin no more or go and leave your life of sin. Right. She knew what he was talking Mm -hmm. about. She realized I, he's given me another chance. Another chance. He hasn't judged me at this point. Correct. And so the same with you and me. I'm not in the final judgment yet, but mm-hmm. I still can be judged, but sin has already been judged. It's now up to me to determine what I'm going to do with that Correct. how I'm going to live my life. So am I going to go and sin no more? Am I going right. to go and leave my life of sin? Well, that's your choice, right? Right. It is, it is your choice. You know, you read here um, Romans chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And then here's the kicker. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Mm. And then you read on down verses 24 and 25 in Romans 1. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. And so, you know, we hear all the time that, you know, oh, well, you know, you're just being political. I mean, if you've heard that once, you've probably heard that a million times. Exactly. Well, okay, no, you're not. The world is going against what, and they're trying to make things okay that God says is is a sin. Right. And so now when anybody, you or anybody else, preaches against that, well, they're just being political because they're talking about things that are taking place in the world. No, that's a spiritual matter. Yep. That's sin. Right. And and it and the world is the one that is going away from God. We are just trying to point toward God's truth. Exactly. Um and you and you see what happened here. That's you know, this was in Romans, right. you know, so this you know, Paul's writing to the Church of Rome that could have been written last week. Exactly. And if you think about, you know, the, the term, oh, you're just being political. Well, Jeremiah mm-hmm. is in the same place. He Is he political? No, he's talking about God things. The king's going against that. Correct. Is the apostle Paul being political? No, mm-hmm. he's talking about the gospel and the governor is going against the gospel. Even Jesus, the they were like, he's insane. Right. He, he needs to be locked up. Jesus is talking about the kingdom, yep. but they didn't like it because it was going against their lifestyle. Exactly. So it can be said in time at anybody, you're you're being political, but you're not. Remember, uh, I love what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6, so good. 9 through 12. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourself. Okay, and then he's going to list this list. And and this list includes what we talked about earlier, both the big things in our mind, the big things, and the not big things. But to God, they're all big the things. Same thing. Those who indulge in sexual sin, think about it, mm-hmm. sexual sin, or who worship idols, 
And an idol is not don't 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 fool yourself. It, it doesn't mean that's you're some little tiki god right. that you bow down to. That's not what we're talking about. Right. This is anything that takes first place in your life over God. It can be basketball, it can be football, mm-hmm. it can be camping, it can be your family, it can be you, mm-hmm. it can be your job. So here we go again. It's sexual sin or who worship idols who commit adultery. This is if you are married mm-hmm. and you have lust in your heart for another mm-hmm. person. Guess what? Jesus said you committed adultery. Mm-hmm. All right? Or male prostitutes. I don't think I had to break that down. Or practice homosexuality. I think that's pretty plain. Mm-hmm. Or thieves. Or greedy people. Or drunkards. Are you drunk? Are you an alcoholic? Mm. Or abusive. Think about that. People who abuse each other. It can be spiritual man- mm-hmm. manipulation. It can be physical mm-hmm. um, abuse or who cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Yep. This is the great verse of all yep. time. But some of you were once like that, meaning it's been changed. Mm-hmm. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right by God by calling on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. And And I love that verse so much because... It is one of those things where it just says, here's, here's who's not entering the kingdom of God, but you were once like that. Right. Meaning there's a savior. There's a way out. There's a way for us to, to be with God in heaven forever because of, of the outlet he gave us through Jesus Christ. Exactly. Are we going to humble ourselves enough to realize that I'm a sinner mm-hmm. and I need Jesus Christ as my savior and I need to confess that? But the world, yeah. Doesn't want to hear that. It kind of goes back to the whole thing we talked about earlier. They don't want to see. They don't want to. They don't want to hear that they're sinning. They don't. Want to, they don't want to have to deal. Right. With and then he that. closes out with verse twelve, and this is where the world is, you know. And he said, Paul says, um, "You say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything." Exactly. And and so yeah, we do have the choice. Right. We do have, you know, we have free will. God has given us free will. Um, you know, and so we, we have the choice, right? To choose to live in a way that honors Him, in a way that, and that doesn't, again, we've, we've said it, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. We're going to mess up. We are going to sin. Um, we, the thing today is that, you know, if you think about this, um, the church really has dropped the ball overall. Agreed. And, you know, and I, and I think I said yesterday, you know, 30 years ago, I had no idea, or 40 years ago when I went to Bible college, I had no iota that any of these churches were going to stumble this bad. You never even thought right. that way. That right, they, right. You never even thought they would do this, but now here we are. So, I mean, like, so we have churches today who are not following God's word. Like, literally, they're going to their committees and they're going to their upper echelons and they're, they're voting to accept what God has already condemned mm-hmm. as a sin. Like in, um, same-sex marriage or homosexuality or or this or or that or you know um the lgbtq or your gender identity or any of those things so right we have churches saying that and so basically what they're doing is they're cutting out parts of god's word they're skipping over top of that it it's like what it was in jeremiah am i correct in jeremiah 36 where i think it's a scary Look, because yeah, but it's very contemporary to what we. This see is what the world is trying to do. I mean, I'm telling you, we have churches right now that are in Delaware, in Marion, Ferrisburg, Marysville, who are cutting out total passages right. of scriptures of God. So King Jehoiakim, that that spirit exists today in, in the form of politics, in the court, and public opinion, and it, exor- it exists in churches today who are not following God's word. And so, but you have to realize that this was the king. Je- King Jehoiakim mm-hmm. in the Babylon takeover, and you remember what you remember what he did. Of course, you did. You were here yesterday morning. So I was both he, services. He cut out both the scroll. He cut out yeah. parts of the scroll that he didn't like. Jeremiah thirty six twenty three. Each time Jehudai, which is one of the false prophets, finished reading three or four columns, the king took a knife and he cut that section of the scroll. He threw it into the fire, section by section, mm-hmm. until the whole scroll was burned up. Yep. He's thinking, you know what? I'll cut it, yeah. I'll remove it. Guess what? It doesn't apply. So you churches out there, or people who go to churches out there that are like skipping over this, condoning what God has already said isn't right, virtually this is what you've just done. You're mm-hmm. like uh, King Jehoiakim and you're right. like or, uh, Jehudai. Or maybe, and I know we've talked about it, but maybe you, you're listening to people. You know, there, there are people that have platforms on YouTube and other places. You know, Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley has absolutely lost his mind. 
And, and he's talking, he's talked about recently about how we must unhinge ourselves from the Old Testament. That's a pretty unhinged statement. It is. Because Jesus says what? I didn't come to abolish the law, the Old Testament. Exactly. But I came to fulfill it. Exactly. And so he, he's saying, you know, I didn't come to do away with it. It's still applicable. And I mean, so, but then I you've mean, got somebody who, Andy Stanley, who has a ton of followers and he's leading people who are, are not, um, they, they're not strong in their, their biblical knowledge. They're not strong in their faith. They're just kind of going through the motions. He's leading them astray. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, Jesus, even when it comes to marriage, refers back to the Old exactly. Testament. Am I correct? Right. Yes. He, he refers back to with, this is what, yeah, for this reason, you know, a woman must leave her father and mother. So yep. even Jesus is telling you, here's what marriage is all about. You cannot redefine what God has already defined. Right. So here's what God did in Jeremiah 36, 27. I love God. He's got the final word in everything. I love God, too. <laughs> After the king had burned the scroll on which Baruch had written Jeremiah's words, the Lord gave Jeremiah another message, and he said... Get another scroll and write everything again, just as you did on the scroll King Jehoiakim burned. Right. Just because he burned it doesn't mean it's not applicable. And you know what? He can burn it again, and it's coming back out. He can yep. burn it again, and it's coming back out. And so just because we say that it's not right doesn't make it not right. Because you know what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 35? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never disappear. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's never going to disappear. Yeah. You can burn it, edit it. Gloss it over, yep. ignore it, do whatever you want. It's never gonna, go, it's never gonna disappear. Yeah. Ever. And then David in Psalm one nineteen eighty nine, he said, "Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven." It's a good verse. So, make a long story short, they threw Jeremiah into jail, and guess what? Babylon did come. The judgment of God yep. did come because of their obedience. So here's what I wanted everybody to realize, knowing the truth of God, mm -hmm. and this is an important part of, of the message yesterday, is that I wanted everybody to know that there's a battle going on. Exactly. And the battle didn't start in a court or university or the government or a majority vote. The battle started in our minds. Mm -hmm. The battle started in our mind because here's what happened. It started in our mind. It started with Satan talking in our mind, and then it went to our lifestyles, and now our lifestyles have gone into a law. And this didn't happen overnight. We're talking this has happened over 50 or 60 years. Right. Before you were born, before I was born, and this has been going on for a long time. So mm -hmm. now it has become just what it is. And so you have to realize something. A lifestyle does not come from a chromosome. Right. It comes from the battle of your mind that you lost when you made a poor choice to say, I'm going to live in homosexuality. I'm going to marry somebody of the same gender. I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to live in pride. I'm going to live in unforgiveness. This is a battle that you lost in your mind when you chose to live in a life of sin. Right. So you can't use an excuse. That's just the way God made me. Right. It's just not a possible quote. Right. If you read God's word and you believe the truth of God's word. So you have to remember something. The mind is Satan's battleground. And satanic questions is the strategy. Yeah. And that's a great point, you know, because if you look throughout the Bible, you see Satan questioning people. And that's how, you know, yeah. that's how it started with Adam and Eve. Exactly. Did God really say, you know, he said, uh, Genesis 3, 1, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Well, obviously, no, God didn't say that. That's not what God exactly. said. But, but he asks Eve that question and she begins to say, well, well, did he? Exactly. Well, well, maybe no, no. I know what's best for me. Exactly. You know, Satan answered Job 1.9. Satan answered the Lord. So he even questions God and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Exactly. Um, and then what about in Matthew? You know, Jesus is, is out in the wilderness. He doesn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. He's, um, I'm sure, tired. He's hungry. And um, Satan comes to him and he tempts him. Exactly. And Matthew 4.3, the tempter came to him. He said... If you are the son of God, like, okay, are you? Are you the son? Because if you exactly. are, then you could do this. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And so if he's going to tempt and he's going to question those people, he's like gonna do it God to us too. and Jesus, like that's two out of three. That's the big ones right there. Um, 
So he's going to do it to me and you. So he's going to do it to the world, you know, and he's going to say, has God forgotten about you? Does your spouse really love you? Do you really love your spouse? Mm -hmm. You know, why is same sex marriage so bad? I mean, it's love after all. Two people love each other. What's the harm? You know, he's going to start going down that path Mm -hmm. and he's going to get you to really doubt the word of God. If God loved you, he wouldn't be letting you feel so depressed. If God loved you so much, you wouldn't have so much financial problems. Do you think if God loved you that you would have better health? Think about it. if God really loved you, you'd have better health. And he starts getting you go down this road. You know what? P- people don't realize how bad that person um, hurt you. Don't you have a right to feel that way? Right. It, it, it's just uncanny how we fall for this. And I mean, we fall off the horse just like that. Exactly. We are such an easy target. Right. And so that's why we have we have to make sure that we are connected to the vine. We have to make sure that we are, exactly. um, you know, reading God's word, spending time in prayer. We need to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with the right people who are going to build us up and encourage us and push us to be better, um, not to just, you know, accept us exactly. for who we are. Um, and I love this, you know, we talked about it already, but Psalm nineteen fourteen. let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And that's probably a prayer that we should exactly. pray every single morning when we wake up, you know, let let my thoughts, let my mind, exactly. let my mouth be pleasing to you today, God. Um, I, I just, for me, and for all of us listening, I, I think that we for, can forget how quickly the enemy can come into our minds and right. get inside of our mind, and he starts to twist and turn things around where we're thinking these rogue thoughts that go opposite of God's truthful word and what God wants for us in our life. And then what happens is we accept those lies over the facts and over the truth of God. And so we have to remember whatever the culture and the world is proclaiming as right, you have to gauge it by the word of God. Right. Romans 1, 26 through 28 uh, says, That is why God abandoned them to do their shameful desires. Even women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust with each other. Men did shameful things with other men. As a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. And since they thought it was foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them mm. to their foolish thinking. And let them do things that should never be done. Right. So don't believe everything you think. Now, here's here's what I want you to listen to me, because I think this is very important. We, we can attach that solely to the homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, that verse. Right. But I want you to realize something. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Yep. It can go for unforgiveness. It can go for price. Because guess what God's going to do? If you continue to go down that road of sin, he's going to abandon you to mm-hmm. your thinking. So if you if you... Are an unforgiving person, you're going to be better. You're, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're unforgiving and bitter, and you're talking bad about people and spreading lies mm-hmm. or half truths, you're an evil person, right? Because you're not allowing God to get into your life. So the this is where the mind in our minds, this is where the new nature and the old nature duke it out. Am I right? Right. New and old all the time. Romans twelve two says, "Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think." Yep. And this is important. And that's allowing God to do a renovation. Totally in in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Second Corinthians ten three through five. It says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts. And teach them to obey Christ. So a, a stronghold is basically something to keep something out. And so the, the Satan wants to keep God's word out of your life. He wants to keep it out of your mind. He wants to keep it out of your heart. He wants right. to keep it out of your life. But we we need to realize that um, we need God in our life, and we need to pull down a stronghold over the, the lies of the world and the lies of Satan. So when Satan whispers something in your mind— Boom, we pull something, we pull the Spirit of God down, we pull the truth of God down in our life to block out that which Satan is trying to get into our life, and we pull that stronghold down, and we we turn that back over to God. Right. We don't want anything to exalt itself over God. And you know what? You can do that. Mm Mm-hmm. You can exalt your thought mm-hmm. pattern over what well, God wants. And I think what life. you said is so important to remember and realize is that you know we have to tap into the Spirit of God. We, if we try to do it on our own, we're going to fail. 
Exactly. Because our minds are going to trick us into making us justified. We're going to justify ourselves. Exactly. That Dallas Willard quote was really good. He said, when you fill your mind and heart with God's word, then there's no room for Satan's lies and deception. That's pretty plain and simple. That's pretty simple. That's pretty plain and pretty simple. Um, we have to remember, you have to have a starting point in your life for truth, and it's God's word. Correct. And if you go with anything but that, you're going to be confused, and you're going to be pulled away. You're going to be tossed around. You're going to believe half-truths and lies, and you're never going to be what God wants you to, to be in your life. So if something goes against God's word, it's a lie. Correct. God's word. Correct. Jesus said in John eight thirty one and 2, and then verse 36, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And then verse 36, I love this verse. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Mm. It's only by Jesus. And I absolutely love that verse. Exactly. I'm just going to be quoting that verse a lot over the next couple of weeks. It's a good verse. So I've heard. So. Yep. Dude, you were burning the phone lines up over there. I was. Yeah. yeah. People texted me. Your yeah. son texted me. and yeah, yeah. I um, I um, I was going to tell you something. I can't remember what it was. It's totally probably, it's probably a lie, thought. anyways. Probably was. Just go with God. Yeah, exactly. Just go with God. Hey, um, I know we didn't mention it earlier, but we were not anymore. I've drank all mine, and I think you Me have too. too. We were drinking some coffee that that was given to us. This one we've had before. It's really good, and it's very good. And we talked about how good it was, and so we were gifted it again, and and it was. Just as good this time. It, was, it might be better the second time around. It may be, but it was the Geisha blend by Black Rifle. And it's like, what's the picture on there? Like a little Geisha lady? A little Chinese Geisha lady, yeah. And that's why you came dressed um, with white face today? It is. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought it was your Taylor Swift look. <laughs> he just closed his eyes. If uh, <laughs> If I didn't like this possum coffee mug so much, I'd throw it at your head right now. <laughs> So, <laughs> just to let you guys know, this coming Sunday, we're taking a leap again, and we are taking a leap, and we're going to talk about what it looks like leaping through tough things in our life, and I think this is going to be good. And I hope you guys come, invite somebody to come with you. Um, also, um, just a reminder, Barefruit Ministry is going to be in the Welcome Center again. They're collecting money for um, donations for Bibles and things for the prisoners. If you have any information you want, you can talk to Gina Hunter this Sunday, and um, she'll give you everything you need. Also, we have the What We Believe class coming up on March March 3rd, 10th, and 17th. You got it. You got it. I got and you. I don't even have it in front of me. Come I on. know, right? 10.30. It's going to be on the 10.30 hour, so you can sign up online at richwood.church forward slash sign up if you want to attend. Mm-hmm. Let us know what's going on. And don't forget about, you can help out with the parking lot. You can still give to that. Give online. You can drop a check in the box. And uh, just to let you guys know, too, we have Kids on Mission with our Kids Club. During the months of February and March, uh, the kids are, are working with Barefoot Prison Ministry to help support their three-day uh, weekend coming up in March. Uh, their mission is to collect the drinks, uh, water bottles, two-liter bottles of pop, and they're trying to raise enough money, $125, to pay for one meal, which is pizza, to feed 25 guys. So um, Everybody loves pizza. As of not this Sunday, but the previous Sunday, because I haven't gotten the totals, they had $22 and 54 cents already saved up. There so, you go. There you go. That's great. So one more thing just to remind you, save the date. Um, we have um, Easter weekend mm-hmm. coming up. And um, that's Friday, March 29th, 6 p.m. That's going to be our Good Friday service. Yep. And then Easter Sunday, March 31st, 9 and 1030. So put it on your calendar. There we go. With us, so. Good deal. One other thing. Uh-huh. Don't forget about tomorrow night. Which is? Night of prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Six o'clock right here. Right I mean, here. not right here. We're not right meeting in, in my office. office. We're going right here in your office. Right here. We're podcasting at night of prayer. <laughs> Let's go. I'll just keep everything set up. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Oh, goodness. So um, I'm hoping it warms up a little bit above 25, but mm. um, I don't think it's going to. It's going to, just not much above it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. I don't either. I think we're good. Is that it? That's it. So, 
You want to, you, you brought us on. Do you want to send you, us off? You want me to send us off? Go for it. You do, right. you do such a good job. Okay. You're well, so amazing at sending us off. Oh, here we go. He's, what do you want? I don't know. More coffee, maybe? I don't know. We're out. Sorry. No, but actually, thank you guys for listening. And thank yep. you for, for all the those who send us comments during the week or um, texts or emails or comment. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Um, I know sometimes we ramble, and um, I know you probably get sick of hearing Brandon's feet, but um, it's sure fun to talk about. Sure, if exactly. you say so. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, thanks again. Have a great week. Thank you.